Come on, feel the noise. And what noise is that I hear you say? It's the sound of 250,000 right-winged motorcycles revving in the distance. And all you can hear is Eric Bischoff smiling and filating and everything else. That can only mean one thing, boys. We're on the road to Hogwild. We are the Near Fall Podcast. I'm the big man, John McCann. And I'm with, as always, the medium-sized man, the other half of the two-man power trip, Mark. Rover, how are you doing, Sunshine? Evening, mate. Yeah, well, not too bad. Happy to be uh, venturing back into back in time again to watch a bit of WCW. What about you? Again, I'm just I'm just marvelling at how many motorbike references one man can get in, you know, <laughs> in, into a two-hour program. It's just uh, it, it's, it's just phenomenal. How can you not love that? How- I know. <laughs> so we're, we're on the old road to Hogwild. It's the go-home show. It's the 5th of August, 1996. Again, from uh, the Disney MGM Studios in Orlando, Florida. However, first, we've got to take a trip down Cretin Lane, as we always do on a Monday, for our Cretin of the Week. Uh, it's been it's been quite uh, Cretin heavy this week, hasn't it, it's Mark? It's been, been very busy. Very busy. Um... Got a few honourable mentions as well, but, you know, there are two... two uh, Two um, Champions League uh, qualifiers <laughs> here, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I'll just give a. It, it's 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 more speculation again, so I'll just touch on it very quickly. There's there's not enough details coming out about it to really just know. like he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'll shoot. I'll shoot from the hip. His new hip. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, Vince has been uh, accused of some very very questionable stuff again. Um, Last week it was paid off some woman because of a fair. Okay, it's pretty bad. Maybe not, you know, happens. It's, he's a big man in it. He's a big businessman, so it's probably happened a lot in that type of a thing. Um, it's sort of got brushed under the carpet a bit, and he especially just, as standard, completely just no-sold it. Um, you come to yeah, expect that from Vince, from what everyone says about him. Uh, this one's a bit more sinister, though. Um Apparently, the Wall Street Journal has said that um, he's he is uh, paid off. I think it was over four, was it four or five talent, female talent, um, and in particular, one apparently it was sexual misconduct, sexual abuse. I'm not sure exactly the details of it, but um, it's as we were saying, this is going to run and run and run. There's going to be more and more stuff coming out. I think about it. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Once we've got all the details, we'll probably have the credit of the the year award dedicated Cent- to it. Century. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as I say, it's all very. It's all very much. It, he said. She said. At the minute, it's all hearsay. So I don't really want to touch on it too much. It seems like there's. It seems like there's some validity to the reports, though, by the looks of things. Um, yeah. And I'm not. I for one. Go on. I'm saying it's the Wall Street Journal that. Uh, Fairly credible, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I, for one, believe he, he is very, very dodgy. He always has been, and these these stories don't really surprise me. 
Um, so, again, we'll have to see where it goes with that. Uh, it's not quite the nomination because, as I say, it's all very much reports and there's no there's nothing confirmed or anything like that. So I don't want to give it that one. Uh, but my nomination goes to just pure stupidity um, and just absolute idiocy from uh, from. I thought I, he worked me a little bit. To be fair, um, me. <laughs> I think he worked ninety percent of the bloody wrestling fandom and business or whatever especially some of the active talents working today. Uh, my nomination goes to Mr. Buff Bagwell. Buff the stuff, whatever you want to call him. Marcus oh, Mar- Bagwell. Marcus Alexander. <laughs> uh, we've actually been enjoying him a bit on this WCW run-through, and I was, I was starting to think he was a really stand-up dude by the sort of way he was acting on Twitter, but, well, I was wrong. Uh, basically, um, he had hired some form of third-party social media company or something. Um, basically, this guy had been running his account pretty much trying to get on side a, a new form of audience. So it tapped into LGBTQ plus community, the younger younger fandom, a lot of AEW talent as well, like Nyla Rose, people like that. Um, and and even, they, even she was worked. She thought it was him. Um, because of that, he obviously got a lot of support sold merchandise, um, which in the end didn't go to anyone who actually purchased the merchandise. Um, Apparently it went in the back pocket of this third party guy who, to make it it even worse, the guy is criminally convicted for sexual offence, sexual sexual misconduct or whatever it is. He's a sex sex offender. Um, So, just, to ice, just to ice the cake a bit more, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's bad okay. enough as it is scamming people out of money. Uh, but when you're, you know, a bit of a dodgy character, you, you, you kind of want to do your background check buff if you're going to hand over your social media accounts to someone. Um, I can't, I can't imagine a DBS was top of his list, though. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't really know if, if any of those tweets that came out were him at any point. From what it looks like, it was very minimal if it was. Um, so I don't really know what type of bloke he is. I thought he was a nice guy by the looks of it, but I don't know really. It's all seemed to have been a bit of a sham. Um, I told you about this the other week. What did you reckon to it? Because it was quite, it blew up on Twitter actually, really. <laughs> it did, yeah. Um, well, I was a bit, I was a bit annoyed with myself, but you know, <laughs> you know, if he's worked, he's worked to everybody else. I'm not, I'm not the odd one out, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean, I saw a video of him having an interview in a quite, quite Trumpian mm, back in, Trump in, na- in nature. Um, yeah, not my kind of thing. Um, objectively, smart move on his part from a from a business standpoint, mm. but massively cunty. But. Yeah. The, the cretinous thing is, you know, fucking hiring this goon and getting, you know, ripping off people, man. And he's not just a rip-off merchant, but he's also a sex offender. So um, <laughs> he's, he's a sex people, Lynn. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's he has just, come yeah, out and apologised for it since. But it's a bit like damage is done now, isn't it, Buff? You know, you... Yeah. A bit hollow. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that yeah. it's one of them where you don't really know who to blood if if it, even the apology was it him. Do you know what I mean? You don't. Like, it's one of them where it's like you've been burnt <laughs> yeah. once. So it's like nah, I don't know, mate. Um, but yeah, that well, was my real, nomination. Well, the real buff bag, well, please stand up, fucks. <laughs> what have yeah, you got I mean, this week? I, I, well, I think I think buffs are corker. The McMahon thing, I think it's going to end up us having to do like a bumper cretin of the week episode just on McMahon. Yeah, like probably. a solid hour on his transgressions. <laughs> Where probably. would you know, berate him? Um, mine, there's, 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 there's an honourable mention. Elder, oh, Kenny's popped up again on his Twitch stream um, saying <laughs> something about, you know, Cornet's work in a gimmick, which is the standard uh you know response by them guys saying that he needs to make rent pretty sure he owns his own house pretty sure uh you know he's got more money than the omega the biggest, podcast, biggest wrestling podcast going just yeah but he, he, from what he got he wanted daft to on the road did it he saved his money do you know what i mean and he made a lot of money and he drew a lot of money and um i just i just think the it can only justify him not liking him by saying he works, he's working an angle. He's like, he, he I think he's so, no, no, I think he's so, so up his own ass. I think that he thinks the only people who don't like him are people that are working an angle on him, and it's ridiculous. But no, nowhere near the, the cre- most cretinous, in my in my opinion, this week. He's just a, he's just a footnote in cretininity this week, <laughs> to coin a phrase. My nomination goes to uh, somebody I'm not 100%, 100% familiar with. You know, apparently she's in TNA Impact. She's called Jordine, Jordine, Jordin Grace. Um, however you pronounce that, because it's not a spelling of Jordan I've ever seen. <coughs> so basically, she's replied to a tweet um, from a guy called Robert O'Neill. Saying it's always wild listening to wrestlers discuss Chris Benoit in a professional context because they always be sure to note they aren't dis- uh, excusing what happened before praising his in ring stuff for 10 minutes. Right. Before I come back with her retort, Chris Benoit is a fucking cunt. Mm. Sorry, what he did, inexcusable, regardless of CTE and anything like that, inexcusable. A second as, a hum- as a human being. <coughs> When you're talking about him in the ring as a wrestler, and we've we're watching a lot of him at the moment because he obviously is on Nitro and his his wife, i.e. the person, one of the two people he killed, or three people he killed if you include himself, um, is in is is in it as well. So it's rather uncomfortable for us to watch, but we've tried our best to separate the the human from the wrestler, mm. you know. Uh, the gimmick from the the person. And At times, it's difficult. It's very difficult. It really is, especially with the gimmick he has, mm. and the fact that she's quite a screamy vocal person on the outside of the ring. It all seems a bit chilling and uncomfortable and mm. harrowing. Now that being said, Chris Benoit in ring as a wrestler is one of the finest in ring technicians you will ever see. Yeah, in a vacuum, as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Now, it's so this Jordan Grace says to this. This is a reply. 
This is going to be the coldest take I ever tweet on this app. Already know you, you're you're going to be mad. I don't think Chris Benoit could 100% hang with most of the present-day best wrestlers. He would not be able to remember matches because of his CTE, right? <clears throat> Chances are, if his CTE was diagnosed, yeah, he wasn't going to be wrestling right about now. He'd be in his mid-50s. You know, he wouldn't be in the ring, right? Mm. So that's completely misnomer. But it was out of nowhere. It was like fucking RKO tweet, boom, straight, you know, from nothing. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And it's like <clears> now Chris Benoit, there are plenty of wrestlers I like in the modern day, but Chris Benoit could probably, you know, trump any one of them in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. none of his matches were planned out beforehand. You know, it was a skill that they had of calling it in the ring, you know, knowing your crowd. Yeah. Vibing off what the crowd wanted. And it was um, a very different yeah, era, wasn't it? It is exactly so. And, and I don't think 99% of the people who work today could have done that. They couldn't have hung in that generation. And uh, everyone sort of jumped on that bandwagon. I think Gail Kim made a really, uh, really, you know, level-headed sort of take on it. Um, Level-headed is not a word you'd use for Cornet. He made he had a take on it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it was a true take. Uh, yeah, and I just I just find it cretinous because this woman isn't any. She's not a, she's not a big star or anything, is she? She's impact you know, world she's, champion, but that's what does that mean? That's like saying you know you're the smartest kid on the flipping <laughs> idiot bus. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the the way like I see it is, sorry, on. man. Just, no, go on. Why why even comment on it? Like it's just come from some random Twitter account that's just having one of them comments. Fair enough, that's his opinion. But why is she, like, someone who's got a bit of a net... Well, not a massive name, but she's got a bit of a name in wrestling. Why even comment on it? It's just one of them subjects that you just don't really... Just don't go for it because it's just such a touchy subject. Um, Especially just out of nowhere. At least when we comment on it, it's because the, it's the shit we're watching and reviewing. Yeah. You know, it's part of the show. We can't, we're not like... We, we are not the WWE Network. We can't just fucking edit... Yeah. You know, portions out of it, right? So, plus it's but, like yeah, the the original tweet had like it said nothing to do with like him being a bad wrestler or anything like that. It was just the fact that people still praise him, which is fair. You know, if that's the way they want to do it, you know, she's then coming with with a take that it's just unnecessary. There's just no need to to mention it. Look, you can hate yeah. the man and 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 you know everything he's done. Every you know, there's no one that can excuse his actions, but. You just there's no need to even comment on it. I just I don't see why she's even getting involved with it. You know what I mean? Um, it's not like it came from like Chris Jericho or someone like that. It was some random Twitter account. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's no one has ever worked. No one ever worked with. No one ever wrestled. No one. I mean, no. I I've been listening to Regal, and Regal mentions him a lot. Mm. Not not neither in a positive or negative light. He just well he comments on his wrestling. That's all he comments on, saying like he could go and, and all this stuff. But he was one of the first people that Regal met, so he's he's a big part of Regal's mm. journey. Yeah. Um Kevin Nash mentions him in his new podcast briefly. You know, mm. people still mention him because like it or not, 
the fucker existed and mm. he existed in a lot of people's lives. And I was just listening to Jericho on a podcast the other day and they were talking about him and, and he, he makes yeah. it a point to say, look, you know, what he did was, it, it, you know, it's inexcusable, but, you know, yeah. I, I was a good friend of Chris and, you know, I'm, I'll talk about him. I'm not going to avoid the subject if it comes up. Yeah. Um, that's just because the way they is, see that they see that as a as a complete out of out of character yeah. one off incident. Mm. Obviously, it is the defining incident of his whole life. Yeah, but because they knew him as a person, I didn't know him. Obviously, yeah. I could just I could just say I enjoyed his wrestling. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Didn't enjoy his fucking promos, but I enjoyed mm. his wrestling. Yeah. Um, so I, I can look at it from that context. A lot of people can't watch his stuff, which I yeah. get. Um, I haven't I haven't, I haven't watched any Benoit since bloody years since we started doing this. And it, yeah. subconsciously, it's just one of them things where you just tend to avoid those things. Obviously, now it's sort of, he's on the show weekly. So we're, we're having to sort of watch him, and he's a massive part of the show. So it's not like we can cut out massive segments because we would have barely any content no. to talk about. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, the Four Horsemen are one of the two biggest things on the show, and he is part of that. Now, a lot of people might listen to us and think we're making light of it sometimes because of the way we talk about it. Mm. I think you're very much like I am. If you're uncomfortable, you tend to sort of use humour as a mm. deflection tactic and um, and just to sort of you know disguise your own uncomfortable sort of uncomfortability for for want mm. of a better word um and i'm exactly the same you know it is harrowing it is chilling but it's you got to try and look at it just from purely a wrestling perspective as yeah. in like that's chris benoit the gimmick not chris yeah. benoit the human being you know the the murderer mm. um but when gail kim made her comment which was you know like reasonable level-headed you know normal yeah she she comes back with the retort of, I just can't separate the the, the person from the wrestler. That's fair enough. However, mm. what she's what she said wasn't about him as a person. It was about his in ring talent. His in ring talent. Now mm. his in ring talent's never been in question. Yeah. As a human being, it was completely. It was you know what I mean. It was that's that's what you everyone focuses on because yeah. that is the defining part of his life, and rightly so. Do you know what I mean? But his in-ring talent was never in question. And so if you can't separate the wrestler from the person, don't watch his shit. Don't comment on his shit. Yeah. Just fucking, it's like you didn't know the guy. You never wrestled yeah. the guy. You know, we didn't know the guy. We never wrestled the guy. But he is pertinent to what we do on here mm. at the moment. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be a yeah. time later on where he, where he jumps ship and he's not pertinent to what we do. But mm. this was the most fucking ridiculous out of nowhere you know pointless fucking no need coming. for it no and for that i think she's a ginormous cretin so um let's let's get off this deep in-depth topic of of old <laughs> mr benoit because uh it's it's not something that i enjoy talking about in depth no. really because you know it's not really really there's not really not really much else you can say about it in terms of you know yeah. we're not we're not we're not sticking up for the guy we're not praising him we're not thinking we're just saying we liked his wrestling 
we think what he did was dog shit and fucking horrendous and fucking you know yeah. deplorable and unforgivable. Um, let's leave it at that. We will comment on him on this on this program because he's pertinent to what we do, and mm-hmm. uh, and that'll be it. But if you do find us sort of awkwardly laughing at stuff and you know deflecting with a bit of humour, we do apologise if you don't like that. It's just the way we deal with uncomfortable things. Yeah. Um, so, um, who are we going for? Are you sticking with yours? <laughs> um, uh, I think, I think it because it was just a big thing. I think I have to go with the Jordan Grace thing because it was just, just so unnecessary. You know, like Buff Buff Bagwell made a mistake. Fair enough. You know, he, he's an idiot, but she's just, she's just made yeah. a, she's just made a, a big thing out of something that didn't need to happen. So I reckon I have to agree with you and go with her. Um, any other any other honourable mentions? Oh, there was one. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this is a bit of a double edged one because me and you want to shake Brilliant. this man's hand currently, <laughs> um, but he's he's completely fucked himself over. <laughs> it's our good friend, you know, a repeat offender, as I like to say. <laughs> TK, Mister Tony Khan. Uh, this isn't this isn't actually wrestling based. It's just it's just a nice aside. It's a uh, English football based. It's um <laughs> so there was a there's a player who played for me, me and Mark are Manchester United fans um uh, from sort of birth. Um <clears throat> so our team's been a bit shit for the last <laughs> you know ten years. Just and, a bit. Um <laughs> we've had we've 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 not had a, a lot of uh, quality in our well we have had quality, individual quality in our squad, just hasn't been a cohesive uh unit. But no. one of the uh, lesser players in our squad has finally uh, moved on for the princely sum of thirteen million pounds. When I don't think he cost us a bean. Um, young one, Andreas Pereira, has gone to uh, Tony Khan's Fulham. Tony Khan, the man who likes throwing money at shite, from what I can see, has um, has paid thirteen million pound for, uh, for a Belgian guy. For a Belgian Brazilian called Andres Pereira, who was on loan at Flamengo in Brazil last season, and they uh, had an option to buy and said no thanks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So um, everything, everything a... bad I've ever said about him, I take back now. <laughs> so thank you very much, Tony Khan, for completely sh- you know wasting money for you from your own personal sort of account, and uh, we'll happily take that. Cheers. Cheers, Tony. <laughs> but it is very cretinous on your from your perspective, from a Fulham perspective. Because this is a guy who, who got who got turned down by a team in the Brazilian league, which is infinitely lower quality than the British English Premier League. So so yeah. Oh hope he's hope he bangs him in for you, lad. <laughs> Cheers, Tony, you legend. Um Anyway, though, we, we must move on from the cretinous chat. Uh, and we'll, uh, as you as always on Mondays, we'll go to uh, to WCW. And at the minute, we're always going to bloody MGM Studios in Disney. Five weeks in a row, isn't it? Uh, this time. Um, we've got Monday Nitro from the 5th of August, 1996. This is the go-home show to, to Hog Wild. Uh, the big, big... Big pay per view for Eric Bischoff. This is his WrestleMania. This, 
Um, he can't it's wait. His wet dream. <laughs> um, we open up again with Larry and Tony with the same gear on as they've had for the last four weeks. They've been back on the course again, aren't they? I just bought the American Rider Cup team, eh? <laughs> Davis <laughs> loved the fur. Yeah, Davis loved the fur. And Greg, Greg Norman, or whatever he's called, Jack Nicholas. All my golf references are literally 40 to 25 to 40 years old. <laughs> Even my one was still playing somewhat. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Larry, Larry's giving it the big about Hogan again. Uh, he says he's suffering from delusion. Um, then Tony says that the, the security in WCW is not enough. Uh, no. So tonight they've got the wrestlers handling their own security. Um, in comes Meng, Barbarian, Big Bubba, Scott Norton. You just need Meng, surely. And Barb. Barb's pretty solid as well. The, the, yeah. the story about Barb is the only person Barb was scared of was his wife. Because <laughs> she 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 had the you know she'd give him a yeah good old right right hook or something. <laughs> to be fair, just have one of them two on each corner, and ain't, ain't no one bothering you. Um, yeah, not no one with a fucking brain, is it? No. Um, and then they're obviously touching on the fourth man thing again, starting to question that. Uh, they said there was four four seats at ringside last week. Yeah. I, I didn't even I didn't even notice that. Um, no, they, they can't have pointed that out last week because I, I I didn't notice it. I well. don't remember that at all. Um, but they made it a big thing this week. Um, any comments on the opening? Sort of the open to the show. Oh, old, old Macho Larry with his uh, real men fighting the ring. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean he's doing my editing a bit recently. I started to really. Yeah, he's- it. He's yeah. gone off the boy yeah, anyway with his commentary. He really has. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed him for the first couple of weeks. I thought he was good. I thought he was like he was like a he was like a Heenan light. A yeah, bit. he was. He was he was a good foil for Shivani at times, wasn't he? But yeah. he's gone off it a bit. Um yeah. we get to our first match though. Um interesting matchup. Tag titles on the line, I think it was. Was it a tag match? Tag title yeah, match. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Rock and Roll Express. Versus Harlem Heat, um, still not getting that. Still not getting the old black and red gear, are we? It's not happening yet. We, we, no. I feel like we get. I feel like we've gone a bit further away. We were close last week, but it's, uh, they've gone a bit further away again. Sort of all red this time. Um, I, I I just absolutely love the Harlem Heat music. But I know it's that yeah, it's music. Yeah, it's just it, it's quality. That that theme song is. You could you could play that now, and I'd still get a. A bit of a toe tapper going. Um, I'm off. So, I'm off for having that like a, like a remix version as our intro. <laughs> Absolute banger! <laughs> it's a tune, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then obviously, um, Harlem Heat are flanked by Parker and Sherry again. So obviously, that's a permanent fixture from now on. I'm guessing. Um, it was all a bit confusing the last few weeks about who was representing them and stuff. And yeah, it was. <laughs> And it was like, was it Sherry kissed someone and then it, they sort of, she turned to them. So it was, it was all a bit up in the air. Um, she kissed, yeah, she kissed old See You Later, didn't she? Dickie Slater. <laughs> she did. Um, Bo- oh, Bo- I, think it, <laughs> I think Booker and Morton started off. Like, Booker yeah, looked like about three times the size of him. Absolutely outrageous. because yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> what did you reckon to this match then in... in in total, because it had potential, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, I was quite, I was quite, you know, oh, this could be good kind of thing. Um, 
So we get older, Aya Gibson and Mullet of Morton. I love them, I do. But they look like two dads that play in the darts team at your local, don't they? They, they look old here. Like, yeah, this, is like this is nearly yeah. like 30 years ago. Do you know what I mean? And they still were going for a few weeks, a few years ago. I think they're about my age, maybe a bit older. They're about 40, I think. They look yeah. they look older than that. <laughs> they look like they're in the 50s now at this point. They do. They do. <laughs> Bless them. Uh, like, like you alluded to, read this week. I love I love Harlem Heat's attitude and trash talk. Yeah, same. <laughs> so I'm I, I'm like, do they need two managers? Do they even need one manager? Maybe Sherry. But I, 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 do you know what I mean? I think I think Booker's a decent enough talker. Nah, I didn't think they needed it really. It was all a bit out of nowhere, wasn't it? But they are heels, and you know they need you know heels in old old school wrestling. It's a lot of fuck finishes with the heels. It's mm. um, it was explosive power by Booker or Ricky, like fucking. Major explosiveness, nice double team stuff by the rock and roll. Uh, then we get a butterfinger blast again. Lovely, that's what you're after, isn't it? Just what you want on a on a Monday night. That's it, man. <laughs> Work. They start working Ricky in the corner. They're cutting him off. Uh, there's a side kick and a scissor kick for two. Um, there's like there's too much red. There's too much red going on. They're both wearing red. Surely one of them has got an away kit or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I said that. It's just too like they need to have different color gear, really. Yeah, hardly get your black gear on, man. Seriously, it's <laughs> it's it's much better. Larry goes on about fucking Harleys. I'm thinking, fuck's sake, we've got all this in the next hour with Bischoff. Do we have to have this twat doing it as well? I'm sick and sad here about fucking Harley Davidsons. Honestly, there's a there's a there's a nice hope spot roll up by Ricky for two. Um, there's dissension brewing between the Heat and the Colonel. Utterly pointless. Because you know, no one's gonna love an angle between the Colonel and fucking Harlem Heat, are they? Shit. Misses elbow. This was beautiful. He misses the elbow, then he spin a Rooney's mm. straight into a sidekick. Fucking cool as fuck that, yeah, mate. Absolute, absolute. That was the first time we've seen the spin a Rooney. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't called the spin a Rooney, was it? But I think we've seen it once before when he was when, when he was ta- he was he tagging with Sting. In, oh, Sting uh, yeah. One of them. Oh yeah, you're right. Things, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, that was a while ago. Though, to be fair. Yeah, it was, man. We haven't seen it for a while. Um, the, the, the hot tag is to crickets. It was literally there was no pop for it by rock and Flat roll. It. Uh, the eye, the the old eye of Mark, uh, eye of Gibson's on cleanup. Backdrop in Sigari, double drop kick. Nice. Sherry kisses old Gibbo again. Poor cow. He pushes her away. Follows up. He gets nailed. Sidekick, roll up for free. Sherry Sherry works with him to a degree. If they're going to be heels, she can do the sort of. I'd prefer if it was just her rather yeah, than me too. both of them. I think I think Robert Robert Fuller is is decent. He's a good worker. He's a good soccer. I just don't think he works in this context. This too. Sherry's Sherry's great, mm. but again. I don't personally think Harlem Heat, Harlem Heat need anything to get heat. I think Booker... It's just been badass thugs, do you know what I mean? That's what they've been exactly. like. Like, that's exactly. what they, like, like, a few weeks ago, they were starting to get quite hot, and then, like, when they won the belts, and, like, they had that sort of, like, aura about them, especially when Nash and Hall, like, pretty much were like, whoa, 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 we'll just leave you guys to it. Exactly, like, exactly. They, looked, they, they were quite hot off the back of that, and then they've just stuck in with these guys. Like, it's a bit, a bit flat for me. Um, this, this Steiner brothers angle should be the two 
the two hard men from the streets versus the two hard men collegiate, you know, shooters. Yeah. And build it like that. They're both nails. They're barely interacted though, have they? <laughs> exactly. It's like they're both nails, but which one's gonna win out? The street mm-hmm. fighters or the or the mat shooters. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It could be quite an interesting build. That's my opinion. Um I thought it was a decent match. Uh, I'm guessing the kissing thing is going to come into play quite a lot. Yeah, but seems like you it. know, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not the most heelish of tactics, but you know, mm. you know, I don't yeah. hate it. <coughs> yeah. uh, and then we cut to Gene, who's with the nasties. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, well, do you know what my was... thoughts on the the Harlem Heat match? Not, not particularly, no. Uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, to be fair, you, you summed up. Booker stands out like a fucking... Sore thumb, doesn't he? So, so much in every single time he's in these matches. He's, he's, he's levels above everyone in them for me. I mean, I, I like the Rock and Roll Express, but I don't think there is... At, at this point, I don't think they're as decent as they probably have been, or they don't, they don't come across to me as like, one of the best tag teams of all time, and I don't know if that's just because I'm seeing them when they're a bit shit. <laughs> past the prime, aren't they? Yeah. It's funny you should say that actually, because I, I, I was telling you last night I was watching um, Kevin Sullivan's 1996 Kayfabe commentaries timeline. Mm. Obviously, he's the Booker, so he's responsible yeah. for all this shit, right? <laughs> and he brought he brought the rock and roll, and if you remember, they, they fought Flair and Arn when and they yeah. knocked back in, and they lost, and. Sean Oliver says something about, well, how come they lose? And he goes, why should they win just because they've not been in for a couple? He goes, I was trying to prove a point that this shit's changing. It's evolving. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't. And then he did, you're asking about um, why why the Road Warriors went. And he's like, he's like, why would I put, how could I put the Road Warriors with Hall and Nash? This is a team who, have been together for like 15 years and they never sold a fucking thing. Mm. So how how are they going to work with the outsiders? Do you know what I mean? They were going to be the, the top heel tag team. And he, he makes he makes a point. You know, it's all... He's, I think this is... We've got it in this transitional period as mm. it's going from sort of old school WCW down south wrestling yeah. into, this, into this sort of more mainstream sort of edgier edgy products with um more reality stuff but then again he's like he's booking glaciers and he's fucking dungeon of doom but he even says on that the dungeon of doom was solely created to make Hogan, Hogan. comfortable. Yeah. Um so yeah it's um yeah the rock and roller are good in the ring but in terms of star power Booker's the man Ned, Booker is the man in terms of stuff for the for the for the nineties Booker is the guy. I mean, Rock and Roll Express were possibly the greatest babyface tag team of the eighties. In fact, it's probably not even close. They probably are the greatest. Mm. Baby, excuse me, babyface tag team of the eighties um, in terms of you know drawing and and how over they were. But you know, shit moves on, doesn't it? Man, at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you were moving, just one quick thing as well was. Stevie Ray was under the rope when he covered him. Is that legal? I've never seen that before. Like, is that supposed to be no. legal? I mean, no, I know no. it's. I know the rules don't even really apply here, but I just, you know, what I mean, there's just there's so like lack of consistency when uh, yeah. when they do these things. It just looked a bit silly to me. 
but but moving on, uh, jeans with the nasty boys, Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, more, more more questions about Hogan. They're friends with him, apparently. I, I didn't know that. And I, uh, I know Brian Nobbs is like legitimately in real life. He's like the little best mates, aren't they? Are we are we supposed to know that on the screen at this point? Because I didn't. I, I've no idea. I always thought the nasties were heels. So That's it was. I thought. <laughs> I thought the more the more predisposed to like Hogan now than they were before. Yeah. To be fair, so they kind of did. They were like, "Oh, we don't really care what he wants to do. If he wants to, if he wants to do all that, then so be it." Um, yeah. Sting and the two, the two, uh, the two party boys come down. Sting and Luger. Um, they want to know where the loyalties lie. They pretty much just told you, mate. So <laughs> the loyalties pretty much lie with themselves. They don't really care about anything else. Yeah, um, they want they want to settle and any sort of ambiguity, don't they? And the, the nasty sort of make out the kind of like tweener loners, end, like yeah. we're we're on our own. We're not WCW. We're not NWO. We're kind of just two nasty boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a new name for uh, for for old Luger and Sting. Go on, because. The wooden tops. <laughs> so just two fucking statues, aren't they? Just... <laughs> Is it weird that I think Luger actually enjoy Luger more than Sting? Mm, you know, it's Luger, Luger like... unintentionally can be quite funny. <laughs> the thing is, it's like it don't really matter which one you prefer. They're both. Poor shit. The, you know what I mean? The, the, the steaming I, shit. <laughs> I just get nothing from him, honestly. It's like I, I've never got anything from Sting. No. Really? That whole 18 month thing that we're gonna, you know, the, the the transition into the to the crow that we'll see down the line. That was probably the best thing he ever did, and he didn't wrestle or fucking speak. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like <laughs> I, just, I just, I just, I was never a massive Sting fan, even when, even when he was like super flipping uber surfer babyface guy. You know, there was always better babyfaces for me. He mm. was over, absolutely over as fuck. And I've seen him have good matches with with certain people. Like I said, see, if, if you put him in with specific people, you can definitely get some out of him. Same with Luger, but. You know, it's I haven't seen much of that recently. Only Regal. I've only seen him have a good match with Regal, really. That was a decent uh, match, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and then the um, and then they go to some glacier package. And, and then uh oh, it's fucking it's, it's it's dragging on like fuck this. <laughs> I'm sick of the sight of the bastard, but he's not can, even fucking wrestles. I can barely contain my excitement. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 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 getting I'm getting hyped for him now. <laughs> I, know. I get I get so giddy that I have to go to the shop and buy some glacier mints. <laughs> um, um, and then we had some porn for Bischoff, didn't we? Hogwild uh, denim jacket. Fucking <laughs> hell. 89.95. Bit expensive. <laughs> should should wear a mask and a striped jumper, the Robin <laughs> cunt. I was just thinking that they must be trying to make up for the free tickets they're giving away for Hogwild, aren't they? Trying to make up make yeah. it up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the stupidest fucking, you know, business sort of decision ever. And they do it every. I think they do it for a good few years as well. It's like road wild. Yeah, because if you had to pay, if you're if you're trying to charge bikers to go and watch this, they're just going to go. No, you're all right, mate. We'll sit in a field and just fucking talk about queuing up our engines. 
Yeah. <laughs> of our engines, try and intimidate passers by, talk about queuing on and uh, and and drink some shit fucking light beer. <laughs> uh, but we got past the Hogwild merchandise uh, advert with another women's match. It was a rematch. Uh, it certainly was. Mal- Malia Hasaka with Sonny Ono. I'm not familiar with him, to be honest. You might have to fill me in on that. Just um, um, a manager. Uh, you know, he doesn't really do much of note. Uh, WWF or... No, 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 not what I know of. But um, he he did a lot of he spoke out about WCW a lot after it had sort of folded, saying there's a lot of sort of um, institutionalized racism against him because he was. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's Japanese. I think he's American of Japanese heritage. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of institutionalized racism um, for him. Yeah, and he's he's. He's always stuck with the, you know, the Asian... But, but Malia Hasaka's not even Japanese. She's from fucking Hawaii. And it's like, it's just... It's like, <laughs> you, look, you look slightly non-American and we're just going to lump you as some sort of foreign gimmick. I just... I completely agree with him. Like, the casual racism, racism we see on 90s... I mean, even... Oh, but, you see, Tony Khan won't do that, I don't think. Because at least he's a bit more modern, whereas Vince is like, what? What? He's Japanese? We've always done the Japanese as a yeah. Japanese guy. And it's like, fucking hell, man, get a grip. Uh, but she was going one-on-one with uh, Medusa. Um, it's like a couple of ladies with ladies matches in like a month now, which is more than we'd seen the entire time before. Um, mad, Medusa's ring gear is, is so bad, isn't it? It is the shits, but that US yeah. thing always gets over, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, to us, we don't really rate it because it's fucking third because we're not yeah. Americans. <laughs> yeah. At least they got an entrance this week. Last time they were just both in the ring ready to go and it sort of lasted three minutes, if that. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was a good life. Yeah, probably about four, four and a half, maybe. Yeah. Really, really nice leg sweep by Medusa to start things off. I thought really cool start to the match um i actually yeah, thought this was it. this was a decent ish match it had a little slop a couple of sloppy bits the finish wasn't the best but i thought they actually put on a decent match for the time they had i don't know what you reckon um, I, I definitely agree with you I'm, I'm i'm really big on medusa um i've not seen much of this malaya uh hasaka but you know she's i think she's all right yeah, yeah. but medusa's medusa's a star man it just it just doesn't get she doesn't get anything that she deserves. Yeah, Larry actually made a good point that Medusa's wrestled a lot in Japan, so she should be used to this style, which is silly because she's what? not Japanese. Hawaii. Is she? Hawaii. <laughs> so put some uh, pineapple on it. USA chants. Like, it's just bog standard, isn't it? When there's a foreign versus American match, just just it just happens all the time, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> well, the way they perceive it, anyway, um, especially with the like the, the land of the rising sun music and all this, oh, <laughs> they always do. This makes me uncomfortable because it's just like, can you imagine how the the amount of people down the years who've had this shit sort of like saddled on them, yeah, and how better, how much better they could be without it, and it's just like just let them be them, whoever they are, and just let them get over for fuck's sake. 
This is this shit never gets over. You only get over as a heel, and you got you, you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it's, it's very rare. It's so sloppy, and it? it's just the bot. It's just the Vince has been doing it for bloody 30, 40 years, and he's just even with like someone like uh, Yokozuna, you know, he, he's not he's not fucking Japanese, you know. But Samoan, for, well, he was American of Samoan heritage. Do you know what I mean? So, like, anytime they've got someone who looks, you know, like you know, remotely similar, they'll they'll do it, even even if they're not Japanese yeah. or whatever. Um, I'm waiting a... for a tag team to come out called the Vaguely Asians, and it's like <laughs> just two guys from Hawaii because they vaguely look Asian, and it's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. But well, this is all a trope from wars. It's like mm. after World War Two, you had the German menace. And the Japanese menaces because they were who the bad guys yeah. were, and then the Korean menace packs on Nam because of the Korean War and yeah. and all this shit. And it's just and that's why um, that's why uh, Iron Sheik got over and sl- slaughtered because over of, like, in the nineties because because of the Gulf War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it worked then, but it, it's it's un, it's so unsavory in it really when you when you think about it. It really is. Well, they um, tried to do it with um, with uh, Mayor Rusev with. Uh, Lana the Bulgarian the thing, thing didn't they? yeah. The... But then he became Russian, and she's yeah. not even Russian; she's fucking American. I know <laughs> it's stupid, isn't it? Ravishing it is Russian, mass- mav- massively stupid. Um, back to the the match. There was a bit of a sloppy looking figure for it. Took a little while to get it in by Hazaka, um, but she got there in the end. She then continued to work the leg with a really nice couple of little like. Kind of, I don't really, I don't really know what you would call these moves. They were like sort of. Snap! I don't know what you'd call them. Was it like a? It's like a a leg sweep, but she sort of locked her leg in, and it was it was yeah, really yeah. cool move. I can't think what you would call it. Um, I thought that was really good. Um, she obviously continued to work the leg. Um, producer fought back. Tony says a limo's arrived again with a limo. Um, cuts camera cuts to it, which is a bit annoying. It was you know the match is going on. Let's let's leave it till afterwards, shall we? But that's why um, they probably put that match on because they knew they, they've got a match there that they could just cut away they can, from. They yeah. can do a fucking thing, which is a shame. Yeah, uh, Medusa starts a little comeback. Uh, Sonny Onu, Onu, sorry, holds down Medusa's legs while the ref's pretty much looking right at him, um, which allows Azaka to get a surprise win. I wasn't really expecting that, to be honest. Consistency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit of a I didn't I didn't like the finish at all. No, I thought when when Hasaka come out, she looked more like a star than last time when sort of like the feathery leotard on. I thought she looked quite yeah uh, quite good. She tells the crowd to show up. She gets an entrance, so she's doing some heel work. Like 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 we said before about the US gimmick sort of thing. She needs a gimmick change from my perspective, but you know I'm not American, but <laughs> she is a star. Larry, Larry must have had Bischoff in his earpiece because he's going to talk about bikes because he starts talking about fucking Japanese bikes like Honda and shit. And I'm just like, For fuck's sake! I keep it's, forgetting it's a bike v bike match, isn't it? At the uh, at the pay per view, um, yeah. Producer, and, no uh, context. <laughs> no, <laughs> apparently, producer likes bikes all of a sudden, so it's her bike no, versus. She likes, she likes monster trucks. <laughs> She's That's what she that. does now, doesn't she? Yeah, she's an absolute fucking badass woman, that woman. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just like, he's talking about Japanese bikes. Hasaka's American, absolutely pointless. Um, 
like you said, the leg sweep was great. Nice athletic stuff, you know, good mm. counters. Got a bit no-selly from Hasaka on the wheel kick. She sort of did the wheel kick Medusa and then she just pops straight back up. Yeah. Uh, there was, like you said, there was some nice leg work. Um, nicely to the ropes. Larry says she should have shaved her head, Medusa, because uh, then the woman, then nobody, the women seemed to grab each other's hair. Uh, then there was a really nice cut wrench suplex by Medusa. Distraction by Ono gets drop kicked, and then Medusa just lies there and she gets pinned and over the leg. And I thought, I don't really, why, why, why beat her? I don't really get why. <laughs> I'll put that. Why beat? Why beat you, you baby face champion, woman champion? Before she's facing like the actual foreign menace, like the big, yeah. you know, bon- the big boss, the, the pay per view, yeah, like Bonga Kano at the pay per view. Bonga Kano was one of the best women's wrestlers on the planet at the time. And it's like, why beat her? It just completely it just no takes sense. the momentum. No, it didn't. Very strange. Um, but we, we moved on to a man that we mentioned a bit earlier on, Chris Benoit against, uh, do you want to give him his full title? Here we go. German <laughs> techno swat, Earl of EDM, the Viscount of Vorsprung Dirge Technique. <laughs> That's a new Commonsy one. Bit, Commonsy Bitter, now wrestle the Crippler. <laughs> German techno twat, Alex Wright. Thank you for that, John. You're welcome, uh, sunshine. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, starts off before really anything gets going. It, it recaps Eddie and Benoit a few weeks ago with the interference from Malenko, so they're keeping that going, which is good. They didn't really do much with it last week. I didn't. I can't remember if they did anyway. Um, Malenko sounds like he's in cahoots with Jimmy Hart now, which is just annoying me. Oh, I know. I, I hope he doesn't start coming out to his matches. That's just going to piss me off. Um, <sighs> Benoit comes down flanked up, flanked by uh, Elizabeth and woman. Um, and woman got it... the uh, woman got the Liz memo this week. She had a bra on and leather pants. There was no like ball gown. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> rock chick look going on. They can never, they can never coordinate their outfits, can they? <laughs> no, and then you see Deborah McMichael later. He looks like she's got the opera. <laughs> um. I mean, I thought this was all right match, actually, for what it was, uh, apart from a few little bits and small little grinds. What do you reckon? Yeah, I quite liked it. I mean, uh, he gets in the ring, old, uh, old Das Wunderkind, and does a backflip. Not, Not sure, sure enough. enough. No. <laughs> uh, Benoit comes down to his, you know, dad rock Clarkson theme. Um, it's an absolute savage lockup and kicks yeah. by Benoit. It's just savage, isn't it? Um Right shines with a lovely uppercut and a body slam. Benoit regroups. It was good grappling. Uh, very cool. So, did you see them two sort of... It was like a drop kick into a head scissors. Yeah, that was, that was nice. They were quite cool. Works works Benoit's arms. Um, Larry mentions the dungeon. That It's weird that the dungeon members are looking out for for the horseman. Yeah. Benoit's a horseman, obviously. Um, Benoit gets the heat. Nasty as fuck chop on the... Choke on the top rope on right, man. Nasty. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I'm bored of I'm bored now of Larry's New World odor thing. Yeah, it's just it, it was done last week, wasn't it? But he's just pushing it. <laughs> just does it to death every week, from from what I can remember. Um, that dynamite kid inspired snap suplex is a thing of beauty. I just just got to say that. Um, there was a there was an arm drag by Das Wunderkind. 
Sadly, it was only 6.5. It wasn't the best. It's all right for him, he's, isn't it? All right. It's average, you know. He's a, a bit of a Wes Brown. It's not Dennis Irwin, though, is it? Is he fuck? Nobody's <laughs> Dennis Irwin. Um, fucking heart comes down. Fuck's sake. I think Malenko's with him as well. I could, he's, he's like with him, with him, isn't he? I can just fucking feel it. Yeah. Um, they try to recruit woman for some reason. They're alluding to Sullivan. Um, like, because obviously they're married legit, legitimately. It's like he's acting like the fucking marriage counsellor. Yeah. Oh, you know, he loves you. It's, it's weird. It's this worksheet thing where no fucker's actually in on it. Um, no one knows that they're married. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. Well, the viewer doesn't anyway at that point. <coughs> No, the, the average viewer isn't going to fucking know it, are they? No, you not got, like, however many how many people are you getting? About four or five million at a time? You're not going to have five million subscribers to Meltzer, are you? No, you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, right, botches uh, a top rope leg drop and sort of stands one footing on Benoit because I think Benoit was a bit too far away. Um, Dean, yeah, and then Dean comes down and it's like, for fuck's sake... Um, because when Hart comes down, I'm thinking, why is he coming down in Benoit's match? And the only thing I could think of was Malenko. their fighting at the flipping pay per view. What, what's the fucking it's upsetting me that because I'm you know, you don't need you behind a Dean Malenko, you just, you just don't need no. him. Um, he grabs woman and then Benoit dives on him and they just brawl, and that's the fastest count out I've ever seen. It was literally about four seconds, I know, but then they said it was a DQ. It's about a... Well, the... yeah, I thought it was a count out. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, for me, it should have been a... Well, actually, no, you're right, actually. It should have been a DQ, and it, and Benoit wins, because Belenko went for him. Exactly. But then they, but then they say a count now. It's like, it was the quickest count ever. Uh, what was it? He must have counted to four, if that. Maybe yeah. five. Um, Which is a shame, because I thought it was a nice, nice, solid match. It does build heat for the angle, but, yeah. you know, it could have been done a bit better. I think it could have been, and it's just it's just, <coughs> the way they do like DQs is so weird. It's like there's just nothing. Like we were just talking about before, there's a, there's no consistency in anything. Like nothing ever no. makes sense. It's like it just it just that's what it is, and that's it. No explanation needed. It's a count out. But we know we didn't count to ten. You know, what I mean, you don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist to figure that out. I mean, just you just just need to count. <laughs> Exactly, like it's just fucking, it's stupid, like, and it's just every week there's just so like there's just a different discretion used in every match. It's like, yeah, it just it's really silly, and it just it they just do whatever fits the feud, and it's like surely you can do it within like a confined set of rules that makes it seem more realistic. For me, anyway, that's just the way I see it. It's silly. Um, but yeah, I thought Alex Wright looked all right. There's a couple of dodgy little bits like that leg drop, but. Yeah, yeah, he's he's young, I guess. He's going to make mistakes at this point. Um, he 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 hung in there with Benoit, and he he did his bit. Um, he had a few promising little bits, you know, like you mentioned those like drop kicks, uh, head scissors, sort of hybrids. That was really fun. Yeah, it was quite cool. Some nice European uppercuts and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's one of them who just he doesn't really offend me. I don't mind him too much. He's you know, we have a bit of fun with his with his name and stuff like that. Don't we, as well? <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm I'm happy to watch a bit of German set now to to be honest. <laughs> That's it, man. Um, but we got uh, got another match after this. 
a man we, man we don't actually see very often anymore on the show, which is a shame. Um, mm. Mr. Lord Stephen Regal, accompanied with Chives. Um, Old Chives, yeah. <laughs> uh, against uh, the Macho Man, sporting black and white, foreshadowing, I say. Possibly, possibly. It's a bit, I think it was a bit more white, wasn't it, though? It's not like. Uh... Yeah, I thought it was teetering. I think it was black with very white, white piping. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could uh, wear black in that heat when you're wearing that full gimmick of leather jacket, yeah. cowboy hat, tassels, <laughs> etc. Um, I mean, he, lo- he looked absolutely resplendent, didn't he? Yeah. He did. <laughs> but then again, when as soon as you come out, Larry like reiterated that like no one could be trusted. So it's like I was thinking, like, are they are they planting seeds? Because I'm not sure when Macho joins. But I know he's he's one of the first, however many, um, forty. Well, yeah, I think it might be a couple of pay per views after this. I could be wrong. Um, you might you might know better than me, but I, f- I just sort of thought is that slight little just little hints dropping in. Very possibly. Um, I didn't even think of it like that. To be fair. Yeah, and I know he's. I know he's normally quite unhinged, but he just he, he he cut a very like aggressive figure in this match as well. I thought. I mean, yeah. I, I might be reading into it very much like a lot, but that's just sort of impression that I got from the match. Um, yeah. But uh, what do you reckon to this match? Two guys that we quite enjoy watching, especially especially Reed and Macho. To be fair, Macho's great, isn't he? Um, what do you reckon? Well, I, I I thought this could be very good. Um, it's just. That classic, that regal entrance is absolutely classic. His 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 facials on the outside, like the bemused look, like he's he's just bemused that they love Savage. He doesn't understand it. It's great. (laughs) Uh, Savage gets fucking fireworks, like you know, like Guy Fawkes night fucking fireworks. (laughs) Um, uh, Regal masterfully works the arm, like. Savage isn't having having any of that, so he works Regal's arm, and Regal counters it beautifully. Just lovely to watch. Regal works out. He works the arm with like absolute malice, and he goads it, and then he goads him to get up. So Savage gets pissed off and nasty. Foot chokes, rakes, kicks. Like then the countdown's on. So always Savage on the countdown. I know. Need that needs that inse- impeccable macho man timing like he did against Greg <laughs> Valentine. Um, it was uppercuts and chin lock by Regal Tony. Tony shits it because it's 30 seconds to hour two and Bobby Heenan and Bishop aren't anywhere to be seen. Uh, Savage couldn't believe it, could the... he? You couldn't no, believe, he couldn't believe it. Happened. He was like, oh, what's going on? Like, I don't understand it. I've got to do two hours. Oh, no. Foreshadowing for his AEW run. <laughs> uh, Savage, you get, Savage gets run into the post. Um, poorly, ti- poorly timed hour two. Poorly timed. Um, nasty forearms by Regal, Luger and Sting come down the fucking wooden tops. Um, Savage come back, backdrop, punches, sits him on a chair. Weird. <laughs> and he clotheslines his back, which I like, because it's like Regal's clearly not turned around for a clutch. So fuck it, I'll just clothesline his back. Big elbow for free. I thought it was a decent, solid TV match. The fucking, what did you reckon? Yeah, decent. Um, I mean, it's it's you what you come to expect from Regal, and he's going to have a good match with pretty much everyone other than Goldberg. God, yeah, other than that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, he's he's just a professional, and he does his best to to always get his opponent over. I mean, 
he may, I mean, Savage doesn't need to be put over any more than he is. He's fucking no. hot as hell. But um, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was a fun match. It's not fucking a classic by any means, and nor should it be. But um, just a, it was just, it was just fun to watch two guys that would probably don't get to see work together very often in, in the ring together. Um, and they told a decent-ish story in the minimal time they had. Um, Lugo and Sting had their bloody stench all over the show, though, didn't they? They're all over the place. Um, yeah, they're getting a bit Jericho-y, aren't they? Uh, very slightly. Um, and then um, the li- the limo's back. <laughs> yeah, the limo's poor. The, the limo gimmick is uh, is weekly at the minute. Um, I think it's so, weak. So Sting and... <laughs> yeah. Weekly week. Um Sting and Luger go over to the limo, they open up the door, there's a, a reef in the limo saying and they couldn't Tony couldn't read it for about thirty seconds. He was trying his best to like get an angle on it. He was like, It says condolences to the to, 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 to. and then someone must have whispered in his ear, it, it this is what it fucking says, Tony. Uh it said we got a battery for an Ericsson. <laughs> it said condolences on the death of WCW. We then cut to a break. Jeans in the ring when we come back. Well, they said uh, it was an unfunny and cruel joke, and it's like, right, your company's not dead. You're acting like someone's mum's died, and you're taking a picture. Do you know what I mean, it was really, it was really lame. It was metaphorical, wasn't it? That they're gonna, they're gonna take over. That's the. Mm. <coughs> I don't think you need to take it very personally. <laughs> no, but they were taking it massively personally, and it was I like know. someone had, it's like someone's mum died, and the next day you're just sending him. Dog shit reefs, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, uh, you said Gene's in the ring. He's been hiding. I've only seen him. You know, it's the second, only the second time we've seen Quite him one tonight. So far, it's not never a bad thing at the moment, is it? <laughs> um, Savage alludes to the fact that we didn't really know this until this point, but he's getting the first shot of whoever wins a Hogwild for the WCW title because yeah, um, he's banned at, banned from Hogwild. Is he? That's what he said. He said, you're barred from Hogwild. And I'm thinking, you lucky, lucky devil. Why is he banned? Really that, that wasn't explained. I <laughs> no, I've no idea. Maybe he just doesn't like... Maybe he saw so Bischoff motorbikes with shit and they just, like, lost his mind with him. <laughs> Sting just always sounds confused at the minute when he cuts a promo for me. He's just, just waffling on. So yeah. Like, you know, and Savage always tries to, has to try and sort of step in and save him. Save it, yeah. He was like, oh, you know, they're not going to turn up. They're not going to turn up. Someone's like, this is what they always do. They never show up, you know, when, when we expect them and all this. And he sort of made it sound realistic. Um, that was just classic savage, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, uh, and then they, they do a shilly, silly little deal where they're fucking doing a, a field goal with the fucking reef. And they fucking yeah, terrible, was... really. And then Gene goes, for, uh, starts three points. Fuck knows what he's going on about. Um, pretty garbage in ring segment yeah. for me. We, <laughs> we 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 don't do American football really. <laughs> no, that's not it's, really it's a one thing. hour game. It's a one hour game that takes four fucking hours to play. <laughs> it's not my thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a bit silly when it was never Sting's just a weird bloke, and he he's just yeah. weird as fuck. Yeah, I, can't, he... I just can't get on board with him at all. No, he's not once made me go, oh, there it is. Do you know what I mean? Like that that moment where you go, yeah, there's the star, but he hasn't really done that ever. 
apart from one half decent promo the other week that was I mean that was it really it wasn't anything amazing but it was all right that's it um so Bobby and Bischoff are still AWOL they make out like they've been kidnapped for some reason I don't know the recap Flair versus Chavo Guerrero Jr. from the Saturday night show um there was a nice face Eddie promo bit of fire um, mm. Ray's sell Ray's selling his head still so his head's hurt he's walking around with his hand on his head but you can still put your mask on don't put your mask on if your head's hurt. You know, that'd be silly. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we got to the return. The return <sighs> of a legend. Oh, fuck off. And we have not seen this man for many a month at this point. He's gone away. He's, re- he's re-envisioned himself. And he's got a master plan. He's going he's gonna to rise to the top. Here he comes. Booty man. It's his long-awaited return. I know I've been excited for it. He's a... Uh, as usual, he's accompanied by the, the booty babe. Um, uh, and then I thought, oh, who's he facing? Because I couldn't remember. And then I heard Flair's music and I thought, ah, that's going to be a, <laughs> a nice win for Flair. Um, he's, uh, as always, he's accompanied by the devilish women, as uh, as Dusty would say. I do miss Dusty. Um, I really wish he was on Nitro every so often. He's on the, he's on the Saturday night show. I know you heard him. I heard him on the commentary when they were recapping the belly welly in the belly welly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, Dusty again at the pay per view. Well, I hope he's on the pay per view anyway. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> we need a uh, bit of uh, comic relief sometimes. And a huge pyro for Flair. That must have cost a fucking bomb. Um, it cost was... cost more than Disco Inferno salary probably. <laughs> um. Arn came down after Flair came out and he came down with a steel chair and Andy looked like a fucking badass. Yeah, with his glasses on. Yeah, sl- slightly ruined it, but he looked like a fucking hard motherfucker. Um, He's got, do you know who he reminded me of a bit? Go on. What's he called? Oh, fucking. Oh, uh, Heisenberg. All right, yeah. Like Heisen- yeah. Like Heisenberg vibes when he's like, he's just like, Walter glasses White. on. Bald head, and he's just fucking right. I'm gonna go, and he's lost the plot, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, see where you're coming from. Um, flare, flare jump starts it while Booty Man's back's turned in the corner. Um, Benoit and Mongo, as well, are standing guard at the entrance walkway, so they're obviously got man in men in hand if necessary. Um, Flair starts gouging the eyes in the corner. Heenan comes out of nowhere down to ringside. He's He's happy being there this week because all the wrestlers are doing security, so he's, he's happy with that. Um, Flair gets the figure four locked in, holding the ropes for leverage. The ref's looking right at it, just does nothing for ages. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then Benoit Mongo come down and just fucking leather booty man for some reason. Um, I mean, I'll, ne- I'll never say no to that. <laughs> uh, the commentary say this is because he's been friendly with Hogan, obviously, over the years, so they think he could have that alliance still. Um, I don't think NWO would have been quite the right fit for Booty Man, uh, especially not well, <laughs> at this point. Well, let's wait till Hogwild, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, what did you reckon to this then? Because up up until this point, because obviously there's a, there's a little ing ring well, interview afterwards as well. We'll talk about that. My first thought was not this knobhead. I thought he'd gone. <laughs> Fucking woeful human. I forgot about him to be honest. <laughs> 
so did I. And I was happy living in my blissful ignorance, but no. <laughs> um, they say the Flair's the number one contender for getting that Hogan is because he's facing the Giant and Macho gets a fucking... He's literally so just three. been on saying... Yeah, so he's literally <laughs> just been on saying he gets the title shot on the Monday. Jesus Christ. Um, Iron Rock's up with a chair, like you said. Uh, jump start by Flair gets the heat. Mongo and Benoit keep guard too. Um, it was a low blow and a cocky strut. I loved it. Loved mm. that. Meng and Barb must be fucking bored by now, surely. Oh, I know. I know. Just stood there the entire night. And then Old Heenan rocks up. Mm. Go on, sorry. What were you going to say? Must be easiest paycheck they'll ever cash, though, isn't it? Just basically <laughs> stood there and did nothing. <laughs> yeah, but I think them two would rather be just twatting someone instead. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you, you reckon, do you reckon they're scanning the crowd going, I hope, I hope some knobhead jumps the rail? Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, hope I, I, w- I want to... I want to clock someone. <laughs> I want to pull someone's teeth out with my bare hands. Um, Heenan rocks up. He's essentially sells uh, WCW's incompetence because he can't guarantee his safety. He goes to say that he stood in the back. He goes to say stood in the back with his thumb in his ass, but he quickly <laughs> he says to, mouth. He had to censor himself, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He just he just sells. He's just he's fucking genius. How he was never like an actor. Yeah. He's so fucking good. He just sells paranoia so well. Um, like you said, the figure four using the ropes. And then just randomly, even though Flair has the advantage and, uh, and is about to win, Mongo and Benoit <laughs> Fucking what's the point in that? It just makes, it's just, I mean, don't get me wrong, I fully endorse a beatdown, a, a, a three or four man beatdown of this bell end, regardless <laughs> of sense. But <laughs> sometimes semblances of sense need to be in there. <laughs> uh, Jeans in like a fucking teacher trying to break it up on the playground. It was yeah. odd. And then we had a lovely little uh, promo section. I've got, I've got, I've got a very high praise. I, I think the the one that Arn cut was possibly one of the best we've heard the entire run. I actually said uh, my literal note is Arn Anderson cuts a fucking stone cold classic. Yeah, he does. He does that. You send one of ours to the hospital, we'll send one of yours to the morgue. That was fucking is... mint. That that made my whole fucking night. That I just thought that's one of the best promos I've heard on this show. Yeah. It was super. But he's, he's, off. He, you know he's you know he can just bang that out for fun. That shit. Yeah, but even if it's just opening line, he said it. Intense pain is a wonderful thing, Gene. It's just <laughs> yeah, such a cool fucking line. <laughs> He's got such a way of it's like real sinister yeah. tone in his voice. It's just, but it's that, it's that like like you said, it was like that real low, calm but menacing voice that just it comes across so well. Um, and off the top of his head, yeah, great. He's underrated as fuck for promo, really is. Um, underrated for everything, I think personally. But yeah, yeah. To be fair, he's fucking mustard in the ring, and he as well. Um, as I, I said, it's possibly one of the best promos we've seen the entire run. Not many yeah. I can think of that were better. Um, Benoit's isn't the best. <laughs> no, but but old Mongo comes in, lovely, it's two baby babies. Got two babies in there. Got what I came for, right? I switched it off then. I was done. <laughs> Double baby. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, and then we had an absolute classic flair bit. This This was fucking great. Yeah, it was a good little segment, wasn't it? It really was. It really was, yeah. Flair was sort of at his sort of hyper best, wasn't he? He's been a bit he's had a few ifs and you know, peaks and troughs recently, hasn't he? But this this was a good a good yeah. sort of hyped up flair promo. It was really fun. 
But uh, Arn was definitely the uh, the best one Stop for me that. within that. He was fucking quality. Um, we get um, then we get like a little last an, an in, a recap of last week's incident in the back again. Obviously, it plays pretty much the entire segment. Um, so yeah. I pretty much I skipped it to be fair. I've seen it three four times already. So um, Larry starts cutting like a religious promo though on Hogan saying that he's got. You need to shave his head and he'll have three sixes on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, saw that man. bit. He was like, Oh, you were going to the lakes of what did he say? Something like the fire You're fires burning of burning the lake of fire or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's odd. It's like, uh, right, fire and then, brimstone preacher, man. <laughs> uh then we got uh, another one of the uh another one of the paid uh, announcements by the New World Order. Um what do you reckon to this one? Because that, he, bit, he that like... bit where he goes, Lex, Lex impression. Do you do your Lex impression? He's like something like that. Like that. I just thought it was funny as fuck. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, um, I just, I just that Nash says that the oh, oh, we did a little batting practice last week or something like that, which I thought was mm. quite funny. Hogan starts getting a bit postman part. Um, he reigns it in slightly. That, well, yeah, I was getting to that. Hall says that he should. Uh, you should play for the Atlanta, Ted Turner's Atlanta Braves, the uh, baseball team. Hogan gets a bit better. Hall says it's business, but you know if you choose to make it personal, no problemo. <laughs> um, Hogan has his stubble now. I only just noticed that. He's looks better, doesn't it? Yeah, he looks more heelish, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Nash says something about we're not we're not taking we're not we're not about taking over anymore. It's about extermination, which I thought was Quality. cool. Uh, then they pull it off the air, which I really, I actually like that bit. You just get it off the air because yeah. um, actually yeah, why, it. why shouldn't you? Yeah, why shouldn't you? But then you realise, fucking the wooden tops are in the truck. <laughs> I thought, I thought this one was a lot better than the one before. I really like that. Oh, massively, yeah. Couple, a couple of belters in there. I just love <laughs> that Nash impression of Luke is fucking mint. <laughs> it just, it pops me big time. Um, I wish you, I wish you bench legs. I wish you bench. <laughs> what are your bench legs? <laughs> um, I love that bit when he was like, you know, the the ladder Braves could use a couple of couple of home run hitters. We we sure know how to swing a bat. You know, just yeah. great line. Just uh, and then obviously, you know, Hogan was a bit. He sort of wasn't quite grabbing the the last couple of weeks, but this was a bit better from him. Um, he sort of. I think I think this is probably after they'd had that little discussion where they were like, "Well, let's rain yeah, in a probably. bit, hold let's just chill yeah. it out a bit. We'll do a bit more sound bites. We'll just get you eased ease back into it." Yeah. Um, this one was a bit pony, mate. Yeah, um, and then obviously, as you said, Sting and Luger have confronting the TV team in the back, saying, "Cut it, cut it," you know, asking, you know, are you in point? Are you are you have you got an NWO logo on your jacket as well? And all this, yeah. and accusing them of being on the. NWO payroll and all sorts, and it's strange. Um, as he walks out, he starts shouting free pot pie and mountain dew. He's such a weird fucker. He's so <laughs> weird. I don't I don't get it. The references are so odd, aren't they? Yeah, he's, he's even more obscure than Nash. <laughs> um, Although he did he did pop me with a, with an absolute banging Golden Girls reference on his podcast today. I'll give him that. <laughs> he said something, do say no, oh, it should be us two in a Sure, I was going. It's, uh, the, the intro should be us two as a cartoon in like a in like a roof down, you know, car. And he's like, "Oh, just 
eating out behalf or from behind or something like that, right? <laughs> so I'm laughing. And then Sean Oliver, like, don't miss a bit and goes, no, I prefer Rue McClanahan, which was, is, is another one of the going girls. And I'm just ticked, I'm just tickled <laughs> within 30 seconds of putting that on. I was, it was great. Big Golden <laughs> Girls fun. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually just on Nash podcast. I just, I was well excited to listen to that. And I was just, you know, it, <laughs> it's just nice to, to listen to the guy, hopefully on a weekly basis now. Um, yeah, you know, he said at the end, you want to do another one next week? He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so following that pretty good set, pretty a couple of good segments on the back of each other, really. Um, we got to uh, another one of well, these, just, <laughs> these absolute just every week, pretty much WCW title defences. Um, against yeah. someone who, quite frankly, is no right being in the world title picture. I mean, I don't mind a bit of Craig, <laughs> don't mind a bit of Craigie Pittman, but what in what world is he getting a world title shot? Bischoff's <laughs> um, world, that's where. So it's uh, Craig Pittman <laughs> as as usual. He's he's paired up with Teddy Long against the Giant with Jimmy Hart again as usual. Uh, Tony says we got a Donny Brook brewing it. <laughs> They love that saying. <laughs> I love how, do you know what? We put a lot of this heat on Bischoff, but it's Sullivan who's booking this shit. So. Yeah, I know. I, 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 it's not even Eric, is it? He's just an on-screen personality, pretty much, and, and the boss. I but, think he uh, okays everything, I think. And I think Hogan's like the, the last veto. Yeah. Well, I would imagine the vast majority of the show is going to be on Sullivan, isn't it? Sullivan, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure um, Bischoff's not really bothered about most of it, most of it, apart from Hogan and the odd main event match. Um, oh, we're not. Giants in control from the get-go. Attacks in the corner. Pittman tries to get a bit of momentum going with some running headbutts. Giant cuts it off with a choke slam. That is pretty much all that happened. Um, retains the title. Yeah. Pretty, pretty um, standard Giant match, especially on Nitro. Anyway. I just, I just put uh, it's a fucking weird opponent again. Just they're just random. It's like random fucking squash generator, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Stat standard squash chokes on for free. Any chokes on long. Uh, a bit hard. Isn't it? G- no need for that. Yeah, there's not a chuckle to I mean, what are you just annoyed? You don't like tag matches or something? I don't, I don't, <laughs> why would you choke slam him? <laughs> um, you got Gene Giant and Hart in the ring. The limo cuts off Hart. Thanks, thanks, mate. <laughs> then he gets fucking apoplectic. And the giant, uh, apparently he's the champ, you know, he doesn't mention it though, don't like to mention it. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Um he just he says he wanted to be the world heavyweight champion since he was a child. And by God has he told us every single week since he won it. He's got to be the most insecure world champion I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah. he's just and then he says it again afterwards. He said, I'm the WCW world heavyweight champion. <laughs> Fucking hell, are you? I didn't know. Um yeah. Even even Helms didn't want this insecure about his spot. <laughs> um, I thought it was quite funny how Jimmy Hart was like acting hard at the beginning of the promo. Then the limo pulled up and he just cowered like a little shitting dog behind Gene <laughs> and the giant. I mean, what's Gene going to do? Jesus. <laughs> um, Gene breaks up the fight, you see. He's like the old teacher. Yeah. Um, then the, after that promo package, I mean, what do you reckon to that? Pretty, it's just... The, the basic giant promo, isn't it? Just rinse and repeat, copy and paste with yeah, a few yeah, odd yeah, bits was, dropped in. It's absolute snarfest, wasn't it? It was 
I feel like I yeah, hear we, the same promo every week, pretty much. We do. No, you're right. I am coming around to your way of thinking with the old gigantic. <laughs> uh, but then we had to package that uh, recap to uh, Mongo taking his beloved briefcase back. I didn't even know he got stolen. I, I can't remember that. Well, when Savage, Savage, Savage used it, didn't he? And I think he just went off oh, with it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, of course uh, he did. He, he did, a, did a sneak attack on, on Savage and, well, didn't even attack him. He just sniped his briefcase when he wasn't looking. So now Mongo's got his two favourite gimmicks of me because I thought, oh, he's not got his briefcase. That's why he's knocking the babies out again. But obviously not. <laughs> yeah, he can't do both. It's too much. <laughs> no, he's, he's 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 not the most uh, nuanced, multitasking <laughs> renaissance man, is he? So. <laughs> um, and then we got to uh, our main event of the but, evening. But I'd just like to say, you know, hope, you, hope you're doing all right, Mongo, because I saw a picture of you today and it's, it was it was heartbreaking, baby. Yeah, it's quite sad, actually, isn't it? To be yeah. fair, the, the current situation is in. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to be getting better. I think it's I think it's a terminal illness, but um, yeah, all the best, mate. Ba- baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we got, uh, I mean, I never really liked to watch a bit of the Nasty Boys, but I sort of had to watch it, I guess. Yeah, you uh, fucking against- did. Against um, what did you call them? The wooden tops. The wooden tops. <laughs> there's there's legs in that gimmick. I mean, I think they should have <laughs> run with it. <laughs> um, they look like a pair of fucking bowling skittles, don't they? They're just fucking <laughs> useless. Yeah, they just look easy to knock over. Um, <laughs> Steiners are down for a bit of extra security at ringside. Didn't really need it to be honest. Well, they're, uh, they're selling that the mates with uh, Sting and Luger, aren't they? Didn't have a heated. Match at one point where they were fucking kicking uh, the shit out of each other on the ringside, but the friends because babyface. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it, it, I like <laughs> I said, it, it, it pained me to have to watch Nasty Boys. I I really don't like them. So. Um, Luger and Sag started off. It started off really messy. It was all over the place at one point. Um, then it calmed down a little bit. Um, it got a bit better as it went on. Bit of double team on Sting. Actually got a bit of decent heat on him. Uh, started to sort of isolate him. Um, they actually did it all right. I mean, I'll give them a bit of credit. I'm not a fan of them, really, but they did okay. Um, they sort of worked it quite well. Decent. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Decent hot tag to Luger. I really liked his springboard dropkick. I don't even know if he meant to do it, but it looked quite good. <laughs> probably, probably not. He's <laughs> one of them fuckers. It's like, you know... You, after a while, even even a blind pig will find a truffle. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just probably fucked himself into it. And oh, that's that was all right. Yeah, <laughs> he'll try and do it again next week. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck it, <laughs> break his neck. <laughs> uh, Luger cleaned up for a bit. He, he, he always he, he does do the fired up sort of comeback quite well. I think. Um, yeah, but there's no there's no sort of it's just punches and. And a backdrop, yeah, it's not and shoulder charges. It's not like it's not like yeah. watching a fucking technician here, is it? Oh no, obviously not. Um, but then uh, he goes up, he goes for the rack. Couldn't quite get him up. He's a big fucker, so I'm not surprised really. Um, no. Especially from a standing start, um, it all goes. It spills to the outside. Sags hits Rick by mistake. Gets a clothesline for his troubles. Referee's not DQing it no. for whatever reason. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was looking yeah. right at it. Um, yeah, of course he was. Sting. It's like Rick, Sting. It's like Rick, Rick Knox, I'm sure. He's, <laughs> I'm sure, like Rick Knox, like previous life. Uh, Sting locks in the death, uh, Scorpion Deathlock to, to win via submission. 
I thought Luger was the legal man, to be honest. Um, I'm was, pretty sure they was, commentated yeah. that he was as well. So that was another yeah. fuck up. L- L- Luger um, and Suggs. They have a real yeah. difficulty getting the legal men right for finishes, I think. They've, they've done it quite a lot on the TVs just, that we've watched. Just don't think they give a shit. <laughs> um, dread, what do you dread, reckon? Absolutely, absolutely dreadful curtains on Sting. Um, and Ye- old Jürgen's ponytail is still fucking awful. Um, Tony says tonight's been incident free, except the limo, the flowers, the promo. So it's not fucking incident free, is it? Yeah. It's been three, it's been three incidents, <laughs> dick. Uh, yeah, nice back. Well, it's all right, back and forth. Big boot by Sags, nasties get the heat, stinging. Uh, shines on knobs, which sounds weird saying that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> outside, outside trip by Sags on Sting. Swings momentum, uh, cut off ring quick tags, nice, nice stuff, you know, classic, classic tag stuff. Uh, build it builds the outsiders match, which is quite a good, quite a good angle, to be fair. Mm, um, Nob, Nobs goes for second, uh, second rope splash, thing feet up with a hope spot, absolute Luke warm tag to fucking Luger. Absolute John Moxley of a tag to Luger. <laughs> Close lines both. The rap countered by knobs with a chop block. All four in. Luger ducks outside and Sags nails Rick Steiner. Silly bollocks. Uh, <laughs> lamp, he lamps Sags. That should have been a DQ. Um, Scorpion death block submit. Sting wasn't legal. Average should have been a DQ. Yeah, you know it was it was all right. I mean, I've seen worse, but again, it's the it's the referee consistency is just abysmal all over the place, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I know it's it probably sounds stupid to someone who doesn't know wrestling, but like, and it, it's all fucking <laughs> it's all worked, obviously. But you, you want to have that you want to have that feel of like there is rules in place, even though it is you a work Gosh, thing. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of, of having them? Um, it's a bit silly, exactly. Um, but. It is what it is, isn't it? It's just WCW. They just sort of do whatever fits the narrative of the storyline. Um, because if there's rules, the heels can then therefore break the rules. Exactly. You know what I mean, exactly. Um, so it, it creates it creates better ability to tell stories, yeah. doesn't it? Of course um, it is. So it is a bit frustrating. And any and even to be fair with WWF, they were doing it as well. So I'm not just going to say it was WCW. Oh no, it's definitely a trope of the time. Yeah, it was definitely of this time as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, you know, they tend, they tend to do this last few weeks where they have a main event match and then it cuts to a break and then it'll have like a segment afterwards to finish off the show. Um, and it's tends yeah. to be mean, mean Gene in ring. Um, come back he's for the, the break, closer. yeah, he's yeah. like a closer. But just saying that, just, just to go back to the legal man thing, at least with this stuff, you can keep up with it to know who the legal man is or isn't. Whereas yeah. today's, I don't know how the fuck you can tell. Yeah, like if you Especially watch a young, a young Bucks, Bucks or whatever, yeah. How the fuck, or like a like Penta flipping hexagon, Brothers, or whatever he's yeah. called this. Yeah, um, like how, how the fuck can you tell who's the fucking legal man? I, I can't, it. I just give up after a while, me. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, sorry, cut, cut to Gene. Yeah, um, and he's there's a couple of kids in the ring. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. What was that all about? Weird. Uh, they're both, and then Sting was like, Go on, do your best pose, and all this, and they're doing little like. I don't know. A bit weird. A bit odd. I, I was I was hoping they jumped the rail and Meng and Barb have gone for it, <laughs> and they've just spit. They've gone like they've done that classic like been through the legs kind of. You know, like the little yeah. man evading the big guys. Yeah. So I, I, 
I was hoping that was the case. I don't think it was. Though. <laughs> um, Sting says it's, it's not going to be pretty at Hogwild. Um, and then him and Luger have this little weird little like jokey banter between them where they're like, it's like yeah, mine, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, oh, not a one in a million chance is going to be in that car and all this. Should we go check it out? Shall we? Go on. Oh, no, I won't. And all this. It was just fucking shit. It really was proper shit. Um, yeah, it was. Absolutely. Um, and then they're like, oh, we're going to go check it. And then Gene's like, is this a rib? Is this a rib? Come on, let's get a camera crew down there and all this. And it was a fucking is this, dog. Is this a rib? It was a dog shit end to the show. It really was. Um, I know, but it does, it, it builds intrigue. It furthers the angle, but it's like, it's just one of them where it's like, Sting is just so, he's, he's very animated with his promos and he's, and he's, he's, he's got this like cocky persona, which doesn't tend to, he doesn't really back it up with his actions from so <laughs> yeah. far or anything like that. Um, they go out to the limos, they, they open the door and then like Sting's got like this like, Shocked look on his face. I'm thinking, oh, is it just somebody recognizes or what? What, what is it? And he just gets lobbed like a laptop, laptop bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. Um, very yeah, straight, very odd ending. What do you reckon? I think it could have been a decent ending if they'd had better people to fucking work it. Do you know what I mean? Their little pantomime, shall we go and have a look, guys? You know, yeah. like to the cramps, like, oh, bloody hell. So I mean, it, I mean, it would have been all right and building, and it would have built intrigue properly if if it had done by be done by maybe a savage. You would have took it serious. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, it was it was an all right go home show. It was pretty decent. There was some good stuff on it. There was some bobbing stuff on it. It builds the outsiders angle, builds Malenko and Benoit, and uh, now the Horsemen are fully against the NWO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and then we got uh, Jericho versus Two Cold Scorpio. No, I'm joking. Yeah, ra- randomly. <laughs> Did you uh, see that? It was, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, that's so just a little ECW uh, match on the end of our uh, our copy. Yeah, a little joke there. Um, what do you reckon of this show in total? Then just average, decent. It was alright. I mean, it had yeah. some good stuff on it as well. Like you said, there's about three solid, solid segments there. You know. Yeah. Opening yeah. was all right. I mean, the opening match, the tag match was all right. You know, it wasn't. Again, it was just like solid stuff. You know, it built, it built, it built three angles quite well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was a better go home show than other go home shows we've seen for the other pay per views. Personally, yeah, it's um, definitely better than the last go home show, which didn't really do anything. No, it's a bit flat, wasn't it? Especially yeah. considering what was to come. Yeah. Um, exactly. So hopefully, I mean, I've looked like we said we looked at the card for a while, and it looked all right. It does you look know, pretty good. Some pretty decent matches on there. I'm quite interested to see the flag Eddie match mm, to see what because you kind of know Ben Malenko is going to be mustard, don't you? But yeah, Flair Eddie could be interesting. Um, outside, we'll go through it. We'll go through it in a minute once we've done our uh, our, our yeah, post show yeah. awards. If you like, we'll just have a quick little pro little <laughs> preview of it. Um, right. What are you thinking? Match of the night? I'm going to say Regal Savage. Yeah, okay. I'll probably go with Harlem Heat and the Rock and Roll Express. Decent That's opener. I mean, yeah. I'm enjoy- enjoying watching a bit of Booker. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with that one. Um, MVP? It's, it's, it's got to be Arn. Big Arn Anderson. I was going to say Arn. Just that promo was fucking golden, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. 
Um, the sa- endomorphic sa- cyborg enforcement unit. <laughs> uh, and then it's the, what do we call it now? The Duggan. It's the uh, Disco Duggan Heart Award. <laughs> Formerly known as Dick of the Day. Uh, that, for me, has to go to Sting or Luger. Either one of them can grab that. Um, well, I had them as honourable mentions, but my, mine was a guy that wanted to have done it just for no-showing Eric Bischoff. <laughs> for his go-home show of his little wet dream. He's, I know. he's absolute wank fodder. Yeah, good point, actually. I mean, I I can't really give it to someone who's not on it for me, but I know what you mean. Like, this is his big oh. moment and he didn't even... Is that because you're a purist? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a purist for the D- Disco Duggan Heart Awards. <laughs> uh, I'll give mine to uh, to Sting because I just thought he was fucking garbage in this episode. Uh, and then he finally, finally uh, Barnet of the Night. It's a double bubble for me. It's the wooden tops of their mid 90s shockers. <laughs> I think I'll just have to give it to the rock and roll because their hair is shit. It really is. It is shit, but it's 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 shit in that like iconic good way. It's Nostalgic like way. It's like Pat Sharp from Funhouse. I mean, that mullet's the the most egregious mullet you've ever seen, but I kind of want one. Got you got over with you. Yeah, but I mean, you know, when I was a kid, Funhouse was where you wanted to go, and then it was get your own back with Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> so, so that's know, that, uh... they were, they <laughs> that's the. The fifth of August, Nitro '96. Uh, next up's the uh, the old Hog Wild, um, old Hoggers, yeah. So we did touch on it a minute or so ago, but we'll go through sort of the main matches for the card, really. Um, so there's eight dark matches. <laughs> well, we're not watching them, so they're irrelevant. We're well, not. I'll let me just have a quick look. Is there any decent people on there? Um, so we won't get any Conan because he's on on the on the dark match. You saw the nasties, lovely. Um, sadly, sadly, the uh, Bengamar Bengam Barbarian, Mengen Barbarian <laughs> are on the are on the dark matches. So's Dave Taylor, so's Paige, so's Anne. That's a shame. Which is a shame. He gets a, he gets a he gets a forty second win over Hugh Morris. I'd quite like to watch that actually. Um, we'll see him beat shit out of him. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but what we're looking so at we, on the main card then? We we kick off uh, Mysterio versus Ultimo Dragon for the Cruiserweight title. First time seeing Ultimo Dragon in WCW should be interesting. That'd be decent. Um, that that heated rivalry Scott Norton versus Ice Train. <laughs> um, then we get the women. Well, I don't even it doesn't even say it's for the women's title, but um, Medusa versus Bull Nakano, which I'm looking forward to. Do they even have a women's uh, title? I, I thought, I thought, I thought they did, but maybe not. Um, then we get Benoit Malenko. You That's know. got classic red all over it. And we get Harlem Heat versus the Steiners, which would be nice. Uh, Flair Eddie. Outsiders yeah. versus the Wooden Tops. Yeah. And uh, the one we were all been waiting for, Hogan Giant. I think no that's a good card. This time. I think no that's a decent card. This time, though. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good, to be fair. Um, I'd have probably taken out the ice train, not a match, and maybe put... Um, I don't Tag, know. I, Benoit I, I, or something like that on there. I'd have, put, like, I'd have put Regal on there. Yeah, but I don't think they quite see him as we do. <laughs> no, but... I'd, okay, how about... what? 
Arn Anderson versus Savage would have been nice, you know, like favoring the yeah, uh, yeah, that's a feud. That could have been decent, couldn't it? Could have been nice, yeah. So I don't think it's a bad card. Um, and, On paper, yeah, it's the best one we've seen so far. True. I mean, don't get me wrong. Great American Bash was a good pay per view. Yeah. Um, but that but was more of a surprising was... one, wasn't it? We didn't expect it to be that good. It was this this. This on paper should be good, but it's just whether it delivers or not. That's the only thing. And maybe the maybe the motorbikes will ruin it. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, can you imagine how many fucking knobheads are going to rev their engines when there's wrestling oh. going? <laughs> I that's can't, the only thing. I, I can't remember watching it. I, I I know I've seen it, but I can't remember anything about it. Mm. Um, but after that, we're going to move on to um, to the Road to Fall Brawl and the uh, War Games. Oh yeah. Is that what's up that one? Yeah, four bros always the war games, mate. So interesting. That could be interesting. Fucking eight eight cage gimmick or whatever it is. Two cage gimmick. (laughs) I'm joking. Better than uh, better than blood and guts. I hope. Well, we'll have to see, won't we? Similar content. We will. We will. So uh, next week, next Monday, you will be getting the old hoggers live and in living colour from Sturgis. Bischoff might not be on commentary either because I think he'll be too busy Randy marshing himself in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so um, any further business, Marcos? No, nothing from my end. Well, um, we'll see you next Monday unless there's a hostile takeover. Remember, look for the adjective. Laters. Later. Later.